Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney WTF, where we talk about what's the fuss about Disney. This is episode 42, and for those that don't know us yet by now, we are a Disney couple, and one of us is a Disney fanatic, and one of us is not. But somehow, we've made a way to make this relationship work. Yet by now. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that sentence is correct, but it, I don't see how it is. Yes. Ooh, I see you have on our table our um, celebrating podcast pins. Yes, That's which cool. we've, we had on a... I, I think we got those buttons on our trip that we didn't go to any parks. It was during last summer then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says, I'm celebrating. What are we celebrating? Our podcast. Because that's, that's when we first started the podcast. Yeah, that's correct. And here we are, episode 42. Yeah, how do you feel? Over the hill. 42. How do you feel? Over the hill. Oh, that's how you felt. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was a continuation from your last <laughs> thing. How do you feel? Good. I just took a 10-minute power nap, so I feel pretty energized. I got my coffee, so I'm ready to go. Your eyes are really, really coming out there. I'm ready to go. You're like looking deeply into my eyes. <laughs> Headlines. All right. So, first headline. The official opening date of Toy Story Land in Disney Hollywood Studios has been announced. Ooh, interesting. June 30th. Nice. So it's, Of this year. Of this, yes, oh, of okay. this year. It's always good to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's definitely going to be opening this year, and people are already making FastPass reservations for it, which means that you and I will probably not be able to ride anything in Toy Story Land for at least another year. Because of all the, uh, because of why? Because I'm just thinking <laughs> that it'll be, it'll be so packed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. And fast passes will be gone. I think it's going to be like Pandora 2. Yeah. Where everything in Pandora, we still have yet to ride, even though we were there the first month that it opened mm-hmm. because of crowd levels. And I will say, even though riding rides is a, is a big part of, of you know experiencing Disney to some extent I think that just going there and being there and experiencing what it's like to be a toy is Mm -hmm. going to be just as fun even if we don't get to ride all the rides yeah okay so and and there is a video (laughs) and four times (laughs) and there's a video of the slinky dog coaster doing test runs that's circulating Mm. online and I'm trying to figure out that like the thrill level of it but it looks it's cool nonetheless Mm -hmm. i'm trying to figure out if a man of your size is going to fit into it yeah okay or if it's going to be i'm trying to figure out if it's going to be barnstormer again is what it is what is barnstormer um the or the inspector gadget go coaster where it's very tiny it's like really meant for like kids Mm -hmm. and you had a hard time getting into that so do i yeah so i'm trying to see what that's all about do you did you what you saw online, does it look thrilling? Like, does it look like it'll be like a Mount Everest or it's not, really? not It's not like Mount Everest. Okay. I think it's going to be a step down from there in terms of thrill level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it looks fun nonetheless. Okay. So I think you'll like it. Cool. All right. Next headline. The Epcot Flower and Garden Festival is going to be starting on February 28th. Okay. Which That's is coming up. Yeah, I know. It, it's crazy because like Epcot, they don't miss a beat with their festivals anymore. They just end one Festival of the Arts, start another Flower and Garden. Yeah, but how do like is that cool though? Like, isn't there like a good like you know let's have some limbo time where it's just like. Epcon, that's it? It's called summer, summertime. Oh, okay, that's what it is. All right. <laughs> Although I wouldn't be surprised if maybe eventually down the line there is some sort of a summer festival mm-hmm. that goes into Epcot. But um, yeah, it, I think that Flower and Garden is your favorite festival. Yeah. 
I think so. <laughs> you like all I the like flowers. the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. And although honestly, for the most part, they mostly all seem like like they're one. It's hard for me to distinguish sometimes. Like if you didn't, if you just didn't tell me what was happening, and just put me like at random times in Epcot, I would not. I don't think. I don't know if I'd be able to know which is what when. Okay. Well, because there's always flowers in Epcot, I guess. Exactly. And there's always food booths. Exactly. Maybe food and wine is the most distinctive because there's so much food. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. You don't know. I don't. Okay. I would not be able to know. All right. Well. That's just never, me. I don't know. You've never been to Festival of the Arts, though, so that's why you don't know, maybe. Maybe. Well. One could theorize. Well, <laughs> one did. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. So, that's going to be running for three full months. So, mm -hmm. I think that hopefully you and I will definitely get a chance to go together mm -hmm. to experience it. And, oh, I'm so excited about the pass holder gift that they announced. So, if you're a pass holder, you get an Epcot, or it's going to be a Mickey magnet. Okay. And one's going to be feature featuring Mickey, and another one's going to be featuring Minnie. So, the Mickey one comes out the first half of the festival. And the next one is going to be the last half of the festival, oh, so they're which making, means they're making you go twice. Which, yes. Yeah. <laughs> unless we go. Disney. You guys are smart. I know. Unless we go on the two days that they happen to switch over. Oh, smart. So we could do that yeah. and make one trip. But well, why not have more trips? Yeah. I don't mind. I guess. That's a, that's, I wonder if people are like, mm, what's that date? So we can go. Is that date announced? It, it is announced. Of it's the an, one that's like you can get both? Yes. It's sometime in April. I would like to go then. Really? Well, I'm just saying because I don't want to have to go twice. I will say our, our <laughs> for the same our festival. passes are blacked out at some point in April oh, okay. for spring break. So Crap, it's probably that day. I know, but with our luck. But <sighs> either well. way, either way, it's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll make do. Mm -hmm. It'll be available on eBay, I'm sure. Yeah. So, next headline, last headline. Last headline. Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. The dates. The starting date has been announced. Mm -hmm. so specifically, is what I want. This is what I want to talk about. It's in August. It's earlier than last year, which also was in August. So this year, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party starts on August seventeenth, mm. which begs the question. Which the year this year she's mentioning is twenty eighteen. For those that are you know possibly listening during twenty nineteen for whatever reason, okay. it's possible. It's possible. So, just to clarify. Or 2029. There you go. It's possible. Yeah. So grandchildren, if you're listening. Grandchildren? But yeah. This is going to be on the internet forever. You realize, I think this is like the third episode that you've started mentioning children. I'm just saying. It's just for, it's just real. Richie has baby fever. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> My mom did call me ancient yesterday, so. <laughs> she did. It was comical. Anywho. Okay. So, I have to ask the question, how early is too early to start celebrating Halloween? Before October. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it like Christmas, it's, if it's before Thanksgiving, it's just too yeah, early. Yeah, it's too early. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Well, so August 17th, what are your opinions about that? About So, okay, given this situation, think of, about if you're a family, you know, because our family, let's say. And we're not living around uh, Florida anymore, and it's not as easy to get up there just, you know, on a weekend to Disney World. And you've been planning this trip, and it happens to be a Halloween celebration also, and it's the only time you're going to be able to go to Disney for, like, the next five years. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's okay to have a Halloween celebration no, in I that still, situation? No, I still think that, I mean, for the sake of seasons, I think it would be best to do it, like, when it's around the time. Okay. I just because that's like, well, 
man, I could only go in July, but it would be awesome if it was also Halloween. Like, it's <laughs> just Christmas. like, yeah, it's just, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, I suppose. But I guess I, I guess that's also how you plan a trip. Like, oh, I want to see Halloween festivities in Disney. I let exactly. me go in October. Exactly. Okay. So, I don't know. Well, I, I, I see your solid point. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> Anywho, I'm really, really excited about today's episode mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. So the topic is going to be Epcot's Japan Pavilion. Yeah. So I've got a ton of fun things about the actual pavilion in, in Epcot. But not only that, I really think that you're going to enjoy it because you love Japan mm-hmm. so much. Yes, I do. Which is, which is why I'm here. <laughs> the current moment. That's the only reason why you woke up from that power nap. That's the only reason I'm on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be me spouting yeah. up facts <laughs> alone. Um, why do you love Japan so much? Like, I'm just curious. Like, well, what are the top two reasons why? The people are amazing, mm-hmm. and the technology. Okay. So I think that you're going to be able to find a lot of that. Okay. In the pavilion at Epcot. Okay. All right. Let's get started. Okay, so I want to start off with this. There is actually a theme that this land has, that, or that this pavilion has, and it's official, like an official theme of, the, of Japan and Epcot. Okay. And it's called Land of Harmony, where tradition and innovation coexist. Nice. That's legit. I knew I would get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I knew I would get you from the get-go. That's legit. Like, with this. Uh, it's awesome. So... This was an opening day pavilion. So when Epcot first opened, Japan was a part of it. And you're going to see something very, very unique about this particular pavilion. And I think maybe part of that is because we've actually been to the country of Japan Mm -hmm. and we can kind of really, really recognize that these are things that you would actually see in Japan. But authentic details are covered in all around in this pavilion. And from it's going to be from architecture to gardening and everything. But we'll go over over a little bit more detail. So the first thing that you'll see if you're just on the outskirts walking from uh, either way around World Showcase is you're going to see a Tori gate. Do you remember what a Tori gate is? Isn't that the symbol of like a temple? Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's found in Japanese Shinto shrines, and you're going to be, you see that in World Showcase Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And so it's just across the, the walkway, and if you look in between it, you're going to see amazing view of Spaceship Earth, but it's supposed to mark the transition from profane to sacred. When you say it in general or the, that specific one? The, no, 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 in general. Oh, okay. So that's what a Tory gate is supposed to represent, which is why it's found outside of, of temples. So can you explain exactly what that means? From profane to sacred? Yeah, what does that mean? So I guess it means this is where things that are not sacred are when you're in profane. Okay, because I don't know what that means. You don't know what the word profane means? I know what profanity means because I use it often. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just, I don't know what profane means. So profane is something that's not, um, I guess, not kind to others, I guess, as an example. Okay. Like profanity. Like polite. It's Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess profanity is a, is a good example of it okay. too. Um, we should ask Echo what, what the definition of profane is. <laughs> okay. 
Echo, what's the definition of profane? Okay, so we just asked Echo because obviously I was struggling trying to define profane. Mm -hmm. So it was something that is not considered to be sacred or something that is considered to be corrupt morally. Or not religious. Or not religious. That's another one of the So uses. it has several, several meanings. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, do you understand now mm -hmm. what profane so let's, means? So, let's, so what does it do now? It takes you from profane to spiritual. So it marks the, the transition from profane to sacred. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. exactly. And here's, here's the crazy thing, specifically about the, the Tory gate in Epcot is that if you look at the base of the of the pillars that the gate stands on, you will see that barnacles are there. And do you know what a barnacle is? No. So if you have um, like uh, pillars that stand in the sea, barnacles were formed, which which are live creatures that form onto the base where the, the sea level rises and falls with uh, the tide changing. Mm -hmm. And Disney has made it so that you can actually see barnacles that are adhered to the base of the gate, even though obviously World Showcase Lagoon does not have any tide changes. Mm -hmm. But it's it's so detailed that Disney put it in there to represent, oh, this is this gate is in the water and possibly tide is changing. Okay. But it doesn't because it's a lagoon. Gotcha. It's man-made. Tides don't happen there. Yeah. <laughs> So I just think that's a very, very cool detail. And so if you if you look across from the gate, you're going to see the, the pavilion as a whole. And it is just humongous. And there are so many buildings that are a part of this pavilion. It's, it's one of the largest pavilions in, in all of World Showcase. So something that you're going to see if you're facing towards the pavilion on your left is a pagoda. And it's five stories tall. And so it's... So some, like a pagoda can be found in um, temples uh, as, as a building, but it's five. So the five stories is actually representative of five elements. Mm -hmm. So earth, water, fire, wind, and heaven. Cool. So it's five stories specifically for that, that reason, mm -hmm. which is crazy because like you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even realize that unless you, unless you did a little research. Yeah. How, does there, I mean, is there anything on there that signifies like those things or it's just a thing with five, that's five stories pagoda. I think it's, well, I like, don't, there's no like sign that says water or a sign that says, no. So right, it's not okay. clearly marked. It's just, it's just said in, in some research that I did that the reason why they built it to that way was mm. to represent those five elements. Cool. Okay. Interesting. Which is awesome because it's, it's one of those things that. It's one of those details that Disney people will come back for because now that even you like now that you know that I'm gonna look for it exactly exactly, and so this particular pagoda, I read on one site that it's a replica of a pagoda from seventh the seventh century in Nara, Japan. Oh, cool. We were there. Yes. So Nara <laughs> is is a, a little city that's uh, famous for having deer walk around it, and it does have um, temples as well. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty cool to see like a part of that also replicated in an authentic way mm -hmm. at Epcot. Nara is really cool. Like it, there literally is deer just walk, like if you're walking on the sidewalk, like if you're just trying to go to Starbucks, you might run into a deer. Exactly. Yeah, or vice versa. They might run into you. Exactly. <laughs> 
So it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty awesome. Something that you can also see at the Pagoda is the Taiko drummers. I don't remember if you've seen the Taiko drummers. I think you have, though. I don't know. You don't know? I don't think so. So it's these very, very large drums. It's a, it's a group of three. Um, and they, they actually have albums and everything that are released. Um, and Taiko drumming dates back to like the 500s, mm -hmm. like very, very long ago. And it's supposed to like get troops excited to go into war. Yeah. But now, nowadays it's more just, it's more for entertainment and an artistic value, but you can actually see that in Epcot, which is so cool because you think about it like this, this ancient tradition from Japan is that's from the 500s is replicated right in the middle of Orlando. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, so it's wonderful. So do they have shows throughout the day or how does it work? Yeah, they do have shows throughout the day. Oh, okay. And they have like seven shows throughout the day. Oh, interesting. So check out your local map. Your right, Times it's Guide. on there? Times Guide? Is that yeah. what it's called? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so check out your local Times Guide and definitely see it. Uh, they are they are spectacular. And they there's, there's a little bit of humor as well. They like bump mm. around each other and yeah. That's cool. So something that's also next to the Pagoda is a koi fish pond and a little bridge and it's it has water lilies and stuff so it's it's very peaceful it's very serene you you can walk around it even though there's there's probably going to be a lot of people in epcot you can always kind of find a quiet spot in in the japan pavilion i think i feel like part of it is because it's so large but it also has all these details that that are amazing which in a way is kind of like is kind of like japan itself because you know how it's super chaotic, it's super busy and crowded, but at the same time, you can always kind of find like a peaceful spot. Mm -hmm. Is it bigger than the other ones or how does that compare? Because you said like it's so big, like compared to what? Compared to, let's say, uh, I, I would say it's bigger than Norway, but I don't, I, I don't know exactly which one it's like where it falls in line, mm -hmm. but it's definitely like more wide open space the buildings seem so much bigger. Maybe it's just forced perspective, like tricking mm. my mind. Yeah. But everything just seems so much bigger. So. Which I'm wondering if they like, cause you know, they're real minimalism type stuff where, I don't know, maybe they found a way to like really take a small space and just make it look big. Exactly. Oh it's my possible. gosh. It's so possible. Yeah. And I also, I also heard that one of the ways that the design of the pavilion as a whole is in terms of coloring is vastly different than than the the colorings of other pavilions so it's going to be more more muted in tone and it, so you're going to see a lot of whites grays mm -hmm. uh, blues so whereas something like america red white and blue yeah or or china is like red gold and you know all kinds of all kinds of different colors mm -hmm. but this is going to be more more muted and serene yeah so very nice. So opposite to the pagoda is a building that was replicated after um, one of the buildings that's located in the compound of, of the Imperial Palace in Kyoto. Cool. After 42 episodes, I have realized that Richie needs pictures. Pictures. Yeah. So I have pictures for you. <laughs> Let's see. So this is the building I'm talking about. That's the one in Epcot. So this is the one exactly, but it tricked you, didn't it? Mm -hmm. But this is an Epcot. Okay. So this building, the bottom floor is 
a is a department store, which we're going to go into a lot more detail in, in just a second. Okay. But the top floor is a restaurant. And this is another place where you can really kind of catch a breeze. It's not super crowded. If you wanted to just gaze over World Showcase Lagoon and Spaceship Earth, you could do that from here. You could also um, eat inside. Mm. So there's a restaurant inside, and um, we've actually never done any of the dining, the sit-down dining in in Japan, the Japan Pavilion. Yeah. Which I'm really disappointed in ourselves at. I'm not. No. No, because we we've. I mean. But don't you want to try? Well, yeah, but don't you <laughs> want to try to like or taste I, it and compare? Not really. Oh. I mean, I, I will. It's just that's not been like a, like a, oh, we have to do this. But you can go to Epcot. Epcot. <laughs> but you can go to Epcot so much more readily than you can go to Japan. That's true. So what if it brought a taste of that to you and just filled your heart with joy and well. wonder? It's possible. So yeah, you change your mind. <laughs> Anyways, so let's go to the bottom floor. And I'm really, really excited about this because this is Mitsukoshi. Mm -hmm. So this, this is what? Mitsukoshi. What is that? It's the department store on oh, okay. the first floor of this building. And it's I I I've heard varying sources, but it might be considered the oldest department store in the world. Originally founded in 1673. Gotcha. We're in 2018. Yeah. It's almost 2,000 years. No. 16. 3,000. <laughs> 4,000. You're a math whiz. Yeah. <laughs> no. So the original founders actually, they they started out selling kimonos and then they turned it into a store. And this is back in the 1600s. And it's always one of my favorite I, it's a must-do if I'm at Epcot, 100%. I never go a day at Epcot without going inside this store. Mm -hmm. And it is one of the sponsors of the pavilion, actually. So Mitsukoshi is only, it's, it's, there's only so many stores of it in the world. And the only one other than, in, in America, other than New York, is in Epcot. Oh, nice. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So you can really buy kimonos in the store. You can get you can all get kinds of... A, a ninja sword. That's an umbrella. Yes. I one of those. You can. I know. I haven't got one yet, but yeah, you can buy a ninja sword. That's, That's the coolest thing in there. You know what? No. <laughs> Hands I, down. I, I would say <laughs> that the coolest thing that I've ever found in there was actually a backpack. I really got... I got in Japan. I got mm -hmm. this backpack in Japan and I found it in Epcot. For an upcharge. Yes. Luckily, I got in Japan. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes me feel like everything in this store is something that you could really find in if you were in Japan. Yeah. And that's so cool because it's just so immersive. There's a lot of anime toys in there too. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh, the Sailor Moon stuff. Mm -hmm. There are they sell banners that like wall banners, and one of the or, or they probably have a few of them of Sailor Moon. I had those banners on my wall when I was a kid. Well. I'm not a nerd. I just mm. really liked Sailor Moon. <laughs> That's funny. Something you can also do in this store is, is pick a pearl. Mm. So they have a pearl farm, like an oyster farm that have pearls inside. Mm. And for the low, low price of $16, you can pick one of these oysters. They will shuck it for you and open it and reveal what pearl you have. And 
they measure the pearl for you. They get they they do like a little drum ceremony once you open it. They get super excited. The cast mm-hmm. members get super excited for you. And then you have a little keepsake to take with you. But sometimes don't you not get a pearl? Or do you always get a pearl? Here okay, well, I've heard that if you don't get a pearl, they will go on to another oyster. Oh, nice. So you will always, always get, a, get pearl. a pearl. Okay, cool. You will always get a pearl to take home. I didn't do that because I thought it was like playing the lottery type of thing. So I never did that, but now I want to do it because now I want a pearl oh. if I'm guaranteed <laughs> one. I think you would be. Okay. The question is, would you give it to me if you if no. you got it? Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm not. That's funny. I'm not disappointed at you. <laughs> I'm just not happy. So anyways, another great thing that you can do here is find a ton of Japanese snacks. Mm, yeah, that's true. Snacks that you can definitely find in Japan, and it, it feels so it feels so authentic because the the snacks can get really weird. Mm-hmm. Definitely, the biggest draw for myself is going to be the Kit Kats. The green ones. Oh, the green tea Kit Kats. Yeah. My goodness, they legit. were amazing. That's I, genuine. If you find one of those, that is. Genuine. <laughs> also, if you find, I haven't found the wasabi Kit Kats yet, but they have wasabi Kit Kats in Japan, and they're not spicy. They're just like sweet with a hint of wasabi flavor in mm. them. But if you have, if, if if you've seen those at Epcot, let me know. I'm on the first bus out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna go pack. I'm gonna go get like 20 bags. Mm. Anywho, and probably I don't want to say it's my favorite thing to do in, in Mitsukoshi, but it, it's it's one of my favorite is the sake bar. Yeah. So not everybody knows there's a sake bar in there. And I feel like maybe because it's kind of tucked away and a little bit unassuming, but they have, you can also buy sake there if you wanted to. But don't every, doesn't every pavilion have its own alcohol? Like, so isn't that like an assumed thing that it should have like its version of alcohol in the Japan pavilion? But there are areas outside of of the sake bar that have like beer like they sell kirin and asahi mm-hmm. in which kirin is a beer yes okay it's a famous beer from japan for those that don't know <laughs> what is like it oh and then we found out it's like a dragon horse i think horse. it's bottled by budweiser in america though that's interesting that is not genuine <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah what did what so the the symbol on the kirin what is it again it was like a dragon horse i think yeah so it was like a dragon and a horse made yeah. a new species and it's called kirin yeah so very very magical cool. japanese creature yes very good beer yeah i like it personally mm. not the kirin light though just the regular okay who needs light in their life tmi so and where was i yes so one of the things that i noticed on on my last trip when when i went to go for festival of the arts and we we went to the sake bar and and had a little a little beverage is it really really reinforced the fact that the cast members in this particular pavilion are some of the nicest people Mm -hmm. that you'll ever meet oh because you're japanese so I, that's, this is where I want, I definitely want you to chime in here. Okay. So how do you feel about Japanese people in general? Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're just, the culture, you know, the Japanese culture is just extremely respectful and nice. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, obviously it was, it's reflected because there's actual Japanese people on the pavilion. So they're just the nicest that we could, like, it's not, it's, and it's not really imaginable. Like you can't. It's one of those things like you, you can talk about it and say, oh, yeah, they're super nice. But no, like it's just on a whole nother level. 
Yeah. When you really experience it. I totally agree. Like it's, it's really one of those things like, like I feel like I'm nice, but I don't feel like I'm nice as nice as them, Yeah. you know? And it, it does have to do with that. Like it's like a combination of being nice, polite, respectful, and understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to be very understanding is to be that kind still when probably people are not always that kind to you in, in America. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's really, really amazing. And, and at our, on my last trip at the sake bar, I met a cast member from Osaka and I told her like, Oh, I've, I've been there. You, you have a beautiful, you're from a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. And she was just overwhelmed and so excited and happy. And again, very, very kind. And that's another thing about this particular, I mean, any pavilion probably, but if you have a question about their culture, they really, really want to explain it to you so that you can understand their traditions and, and really be, I don't want to say like a part of them, but, but you know, get it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, let's, let's leave the store because all of this is going on in the store. They actually have a gallery that you can visit that's called the Bijutsukan. I think I'm saying that somewhat reasonably. Bijutsukan. So it's a rotating gallery that has different types of features of Japanese culture. And so right now, they're featuring something called kawaii kawaii culture, which is the culture of cute. Mm -hmm. And so... You can think Hello Kitty and bubblegum colors and everything's super adorable. And that's that's like a very cursory description of, of what kawaii culture is because it's so, I know it's so much deeper than that. Um, but it's, it's something that's featured just right in the middle of Epcot. Yeah. My favorite part of this gallery is where they do a replica of a capsule apartment. Hmm. So I think it's, it's probably like less than a hundred square feet. Yeah. I don't know exactly how big it is or how small it is, yeah. but they have a bed, a fridge, and then a, like it's it's just so cute. And I feel like I could live there. Yeah. With our ten children. Okay. <laughs> in fifty square feet. That's impossible, but. Is it though? Yeah, it's impossible. Okay, well. Anyways, so I feel like it's, it's, it's one of my favorite parts of this whole exhibit, but I just love that it does rotate. Like before this, it was a feature on tin toys. I love that it rotates and you can really get a little bit, a snippet of Japanese culture for the moment, like while you're running through on your way to the next pavilion. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like it's important too mm-hmm. to really accomplish kind of what Epcot wanted to do in, in the first place to bring all these cultures to you. Yeah. So I've already kind of talked about how the architecture, specifically in the Japan Pavilion, seems very, very authentic. Mm -hmm. I want to give you another example. So there's something called Himeji Castle, which is in Himeji, Japan, and it's considered the quintessential castle Japanese castle architecture amongst the Japanese. Mm -hmm. And they do have a replica in Epcot. So first I'm going to show you, this is Japan. Okay. This is Epcot. Yeah, it looks pretty legit. Really? It looks exactly the same. <laughs> it looks exactly yeah. the same. It looks pretty legit. Yeah. It looks the same. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's just one of those things that 
It's true though, if you don't know, then you don't know to look out for it. But it makes me wonder, like all these other countries that we've never visited, but we've visited in Epcot, like what we're missing as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sure they're all replicas, probably. Yeah, you think? Or at least like genuinely designed, you know? Yeah, I think I think probably very thoughtfully designed mm -hmm. at least. And I I couldn't I couldn't not mention some of the things like I told you how huge this pavilion is, mm -hmm. but what we see is not the end of it. There's actually room for expansion. Mm -hmm. So there are three things that almost came to this pavilion. One, oh, I'm gonna save this one for last. Okay, one would have been something called Meet the People. Wait, mm -hmm. is that what it's called? Meet the World is what okay. it's called. <laughs> Meet the World, which is a carousel of progress type um, attraction mm -hmm. that would showcase the history of Japan from the very beginning. And it, it's actually from Tokyo Disneyland. They were planning on putting that in Epcot, but they didn't. Another one that might have been was a Shinkansen ride slash video. So mm -hmm. the, like a bullet train. Yeah, yeah. So the bullet train, you would have been looking at Japanese scenery from the window and you would have kind of moved around cool. with the train. Like yeah. it would have had that feeling of like yeah, you're on yeah. the train. That would have been really cool. Didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. The last thing, I, I did want to save this one for last, um, in terms of what could go there, is a Mount Fuji roller coaster. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, I knew you would like that the best. That sucks. Well, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's... We can ride Mount Everest and think that we're on Mount no, Fuji. Not the same. How do you know? Don't, e don't even, don't even. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. Don't even look at me. So... Yeah. I guess I just want to conclude on this particular pavilion. We haven't even scratched the surface. We're just kind of, I'm just throwing all this information at you mm -hmm. in preparation for our next trip to Epcot, I feel like, because mm -hmm. it's going to be amazing when you start to realize all of these things that we see and the genuineness that we can find. Yeah. Even down to the plants. They have like maple trees, rock <laughs> gardens, and everything is placed specifically where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Like it's meant to be where it is. Your hat's falling off. I know. My hat, You're so my excited. Hat. I know. I was like, woo! <laughs> Leave my head. I'm so excited. So how do you feel? I feel good. Do you feel excited to go to Epcot? Yes. Or Japan? Well, definitely Japan. And Epcot. So that's all I got. Cool. Well, for anyone that's listening, uh, we'd appreciate any sort of and all sorts of subscriptions and likes and comments. Let us know what you think. And we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Anchor.fm. Yep. And we have an awesome briefing from the Wall Daily, which I forgot to say earlier, but we have an awesome briefing from the Wall Daily on um, on your on Alexa. So add just search the Wall Daily and add us to your Alexa Flash briefing. Yeah, and anchor.fm, that's where you would, what you would search as well is the Walt Daily. And as always, we appreciate you guys listening and spending a little bit of your day with us. We hope this brings a little bit of magic to your day. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.